Good evening, sports world. What is good? Chris Dell here, co-host of the Family Feud Sports Podcast on Go Baller FFS, here to bring you our weekly NFL Quick Picks podcast for Week 15, breaking down all games against the spread for Sunday and also for Monday Night Football. Without further ado, sitting here next to the godfather, Mr. Allen Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer, and jumping into the first game of our Sunday docket, the Carson Wentzless Philadelphia Eagles. At Big Blue, Eagles at the Giants, division game, Eagles 4-0 in the division, Giants 0-4, Eagles favored by 7.5 points on the road, still without Carson Wentz. What say you, Mr. Allendale? Well, the Eagles have a new quarterback and the Giants have a new coach, and I think Nick Bowles is going to prevail. I like him. He's better than advertised. I like the Eagles pulling this one out 24-20. Oh, you got a close one to me. I, I got the Eagles 24-22. I agree with you. I think Nick Foles is, is good enough. He's serviceable with the special teams, with the weapons on offense, and with the defense. I got the Eagles winning but not covering the spread. Looks like you do too. How about the next game? Real game with playoff implications here in the, in the wild NFC playoff race. Green Bay Packers and the Aaron Rodgers revival coming to play at Carolina. Panthers favored by three at home in this one. What you got? Yeah, I think this is uh, this is overhyped for the Packers. How about this? Green Bay has allowed 43 sacks, which is the third most in the league. I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't played in seven, eight weeks. He's going to be rusty. So I like Carolina. Their defense has really been good. 34. I'll give them a break. I'll, I'll give uh, Packers 28. 34. So Carolina covering the spread for you. This is my upset special of the week here on Go Baller FFS. You heard that right. Green Bay 28, Carolina 24. Give me Aaron Rodgers and give me the mustache. That's all I need to make this pick. How about my beloved Bengals? My beloved Bungles, should I say, at the Minnesota Vikings against their old defensive coordinator, now Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer, who's completely dominated in the NFC with the Vikings this year. Give me Minnesota 33, Bengals 13, absolute route in this one. What you got, yeah, Mr. Allendale? Minnesota has the number two total defensive team in the, in the league, and it's third least points allowed. I don't think they should have any trouble. Cincinnati can't find its way out of the locker room, and I like the Vikings winning 27-13. I think Cincinnati is still content with winning that first half against Pittsburgh two weeks ago. Now they're done for the season. We'll, we'll see you later, Marvin Lewis. Hopefully he's gone. On to the next one, another division game here. And two teams still in the playoff race, despite what you might think of them so far this year. Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Could be a snowstorm of a game right here. Bills favored by three at home. And these, te- these two teams have two matchups in the next three weeks against each other. Could really determine which one has a real chance of making that AFC wildcard spot. I got the Dolphins 16 to 10. Too much controversy surrounding quarterback, whether it's Nathan Peterman or a banged up Tyrod Taylor. I think the Dolphins have enough on defense to pull this one out. Low scoring game. What you got? Uh, well, you know, uh, Miami notoriously has not played well in cold weather, and the weather may be bad up uh, up there in Buffalo. Uh, it's a must win for Miami, and just about a must win for Buffalo. And I think the home team is going to win. I don't care who's playing quarterback. Cutler's going to probably dissolve or freeze up. 24-17 Buffalo. So Buffalo covering the spread for you. We got the Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Texans losers of, I think, three or four in a row now. Jacksonville Jaguars on a roll, sitting atop of their division. Jaguars favored by 11 at home. Big spread. 
But I think that they have enough to win the game, but not enough to cover. I got the Jaguars 24, Texans 14. What say you? How good are the Jacksonville Jaguars? Just listen to this. They lead the NFL in scoring defense, sacks, and takeaways. And no team since 1970 has done that in the NFL. So that's going to be an easy day for them. I like Jacksonville winning 30 to 14. Impressive stat, but the opponents in their division are probably the worst opponents at any division in the NFL. So take that with a grain of salt right there. How about the New York Jets? The McCown, the Josh McCownless Jets going at the New Orleans Saints in the Dome. Saints favored by a whopping 16 points in this game. That's too high for me to touch if I'm betting on this game. Give me the Saints by a little bit more than two touchdowns, 30-14. to 14. I got a push in this. I'm not even touching this game. What you got in this one? Well, I don't think Bryce Petty's going to do much quarterback in the Jets. It's too bad they lost Josh McCown. Drew Brees is at home, and if he's off throwing, he's got that great running game. Alex Kamara is back. Saints roll 31-13. Okay, we're going to jump into our next set of games here on part two of our NFL Quick Picks podcast. Hey, if you're on Anchor listening in, we appreciate your ear. Give us a call. Let us know what your picks are. What's your upset special for week 15 of the NFL season? Tweet us at GoBallerFFS or myself at MADDJournalist. That's Mad Journalist with two Ds. We'll be right back in a few seconds. Peace out. Welcome back, sports world, to part two of our NFL Quick Picks podcast here on Go Baller FFS. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the Mad Journalist. That's M-A-D-D, Journalist with two Ds. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn if you are so inclined. Sitting here next to Mr. Alan Dell, the Godfather. You can find him at Adell Sports on Twitter. That's A-D-E-L-L Sports on Twitter and jumping into part two, the rest of our Sunday afternoon games. We've got the Arizona Cardinals at the Washington Redskins. Redskins favored by four. Arizona one game better than the uh, than the Redskins in the standings, but I think the Redskins just have a better quarterback and a better overall team. Give me Cousins versus Gabbard. I'll take Cousins no matter what the field is or where the location. I got Washington 33-27. What say you? Yeah, this was a tough one for me and my fantasy. I'm in the semifinals. I'm going back and forth. Fantasy dilemma for you right yeah. here. I had Arizona. Now I got Washington, but I might switch back. You know, Arizona's got Chandler Jones. He leads the NFL in sacks with 14. It's going to be a rough day for Kirk Cousins. I like Arizona winning 2017. How about the winless Cleveland Browns, the Hugh Jackson-led Cleveland Browns, 0-13 or 0-14 now? It's hard to keep track these days. Uh, The potential Mud Bowl of the week, you got the division game in the AFC North. Baltimore Ravens favored by 7 at the Cleveland Browns. And sorry, Browns fans, but it's not going to be this game. The Ravens are playing well on both sides of the ball. I got Baltimore covering the spread, 26, Cleveland 17. What you got? Uh, the Ravens are playing good on both sides of the ball. Did you watch the Pittsburgh game last week? Uh, they, they've had some good games lately, but I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that I, one. I, I think uh, Cleveland can pull an upset here. I really do. I, I, why not? Uh, don't un- don't underestimate the Steelers, though, man. There's a reason why Baltimore didn't play well against them. But what, what you got in this game? Yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go wild. I'm saying Cleveland's going to end the snag. Twenty-one to twenty victory. Oh my goodness gracious! You heard it here first, sports world, Mister Allen Dell, the Godfather, picking the Cleveland Browns to beat the Baltimore Ravens to get their twenty. They end the snide. Twenty-one twenty. You heard it here first, sports world. Moving on to the potential game of the week. This is our Go Baller FFS game of the week. Outside of the obvious game of the week, which is the Patriots and Steelers. How about the rematch of the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks? Both very good teams, both in the thick of the race, and both coming off loss. Seattle hosting the Rams. Seattle favored by one and a half. They beat the Rams 16 to 10 in their previous meeting in LA. 
I just think the coaching, the experience, the quarterback, that's enough to beat a young and upcoming team like the Rams. I got a very tight game. Seattle 21, Rams 20. Seattle does not cover the one-and-a-half-point spread. What what you got? Well, the last time Seattle played the Rams and Seattle won, the Rams outgained them. It was about 375 to 320, something like that. But they had five turnovers. I don't see that happening again. Seattle's defense is banged up beyond repair. They got Russell Wilson, the savior, the magician. I like the Rams winning 38-34. All right, so he's another upset special for you, Mr. Allen Dell. And how about the game of the week in everyone's eyes if you're following the playoff race, especially in the AFC, let alone the NFC, the New England Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers, really the only two contenders it's looking like in the AFC right now. I just if This is a battle for home field advantage in the AFC. We talked about it, that whoever wins this game is going to have a very strong case to secure home field advantage in the AFC playoff race. And if these two teams meet in the AFC championship game, home field advantage could really mean a lot, whether it's weather, whether it's Foxborough or in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field. I think Pittsburgh finally gets New England's number in this one. New England back-to-back losses. They lose to the Dolphins Monday night. They're going to lose here in this game, too. It's going to be skies falling. That's what the media is going to be telling everyone, but I think they'll be fine either way. I got Pittsburgh 30, New England 27. Hard to see this game not going down to the wire. What you got? Let's throw out that game against Miami last week. As I told you the other day, Mr. Brady is 8-9 and in Miami. It means nothing. When this game is over, Mike Tomlin will be saying to Bill Belichick, you are my daddy, and Ben Roethlisberger will be saying to Tom Brady, you are my daddy. New England's going to come through. They always do. They own Pittsburgh 6 out of 8. They won. It'll be high scoring. It'll be fun. New England prevails 34-31. You are my daddy. You mean I'm your daddy? Or is it the other way around? Mr. Allen Dell. I'm just saying what Mike Tomlin and Ben Rosenberg will be saying to the other side of the field when this game's over. Okay, all right. Well, be we'll, seven out of nine. All right, we'll, we'll see. You got the Patriots in that one. How about the Tennessee Titans at the San Francisco 49ers? We're going to get back to that in our next segment, our bonus edition breaking down that game, as well as Sunday night and Monday Night Football. We'll be right back. Sports World, what is good? Thank you for tuning in here to the Go Baller FFS station on Anchor and the Family Feud Sports Podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play, we greatly appreciate your time, attention, and your ear most of all. And jumping into the last Sunday afternoon game on the docket for our NFL Quick Picks Podcast, Tennessee Titans at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers, this game, this spread shocked me. I know the Saints one was really big, but... The San Francisco 49ers with three wins on the year. Count them. Three victories favored by one and a half points against a playoff team in the Tennessee Titans. I know Tennessee was beaten last week by Arizona. A very bad loss. They only scored seven points. But they are in the thick of the AFC playoff race right now. Even still have a chance to win that division over Jacksonville. Only one game behind the Jags for the Titans. Your boy Marcus Mariota, I know you're a little disappointed in him, Mr. Allendale. So I'm going to let you take this one. Is the Jimmy Garoppolo 49ers, are they for real? And should do they deserve to be favorites at home in this game? Yeah, I think they do. Mariota's having a terrible season. Uh, Ten touchdowns, 14 interceptions. You, you know, Ooh, uh, what was it three years ago when Jameis Winston was picked one and Mariota two? Everybody was saying these are the two greatest quarterbacks coming to NFL in a long time. But that's not true. So much for that, huh? Yeah, and, and so much for this year. Wentz, Jared Goff. Picked last year, they're, they're better than both of those guys. Well, this is just you—you you covered that draft with covering the Bucks with Winston and Mariota, but it seems like this is the worst year that both of them have had together. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, well, they've been hurt. Mariota supposedly has a kind of a 
hamp a strain. Not exactly sure what it is, but he hasn't played well. He admitted it. Uh, but they're winning, so somehow they find a way to win. And uh, I'll tell you what, I like San Francisco in this game. Jim, this is a Jimmy Grant. Uh, Garoppolo Bowl, and I think they're going to prevail. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, 20, Bowl. I like 21-17. All right, 21-17. Niners, the Jimmy Garoppolo Bowl. Say that five times fast, Sports World. I got the Titans winning this game by a field goal, 20-17. to I know Mariota struggled. Uh, trust me, I know. I know DeMarco Murray has struggled to get more than two yards per carry this year. Feed the rock to Derrick Henry. You've got some talented receivers on offense. Use them to your advantage against a team that, yeah, you know, they, they have a lot to play for in terms of next season and the future. The Niners do, and Garoppolo does as a starting quarterback, but I think he's proven enough to be the starter next year, no matter whether they win this game or win any of their uh, future games for the rest of this season. The Titans have more to play for in terms of a playoff spot. I got the Titans win by a field goal because of that, and this is considered an upset, but not really an upset in my mind when an 8-5 and five team beats a 3-10 and 10 team. That's not an upset to me. How about moving into our Sunday night game of the week, Dallas Cowboys at the Oakland Raiders, and these are two teams that still have a chance to get the wild card spots Dallas in the NFC Oakland in the AFC Dallas favored by three on the road at the Raiders I mean Dallas looked terrible with that three-game losing streak, but they've bounced back. They've won two in a row. They've looked pretty impressive in those games. Zeke Elliott should be coming back soon. Next week. Next week, right? And But, um, you know, the Raiders, I think that they've just been so up and down and coming off such a great year last year. They just, they've looked good in certain games. They've looked really, really bad in other games. I think the home field advantage is enough to take it between two potential wildcard teams. Give me the Raiders 22, Dallas Cowboys 19, lower scoring than most people will think. This is my AFC versus NFC upset special number two. I had the Titans over the Niners. Now I got the Oakland Raiders over the Cowboys. Maybe it's my AFC bias, but I'm going to let you take this one. What, what you got in this one? I mean, this is really a playoff elimination game for both teams. Yeah. Elliott coming back next week. Dallas has a lot to play for. I don't know what's wrong with Oakland. Jack Del Rio is definitely on the hot seat. Don't be surprised if he gets camped. Oh, man. He's, over. he's been grumpy at his press conferences. He doesn't know how to deal with all the stress. I think that, that, that Prescott has proven in the last couple of weeks he can win without Elliott. Hold them on. So I like Dallas uh, pulling this game out 23 to 20. So you think that Dallas is a better team even without Zeke Elliott? Yeah, I do. On the road. Well, oh. for one day they are. Now that's 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 saying a lot for the for where these two teams were a season ago. Both very both two of the top teams in the league a year ago. The Cowboys with the run they made and the Raiders, but uh, definitely going to be uh, you know whichever team loses this game is out of the playoff race in their respective conferences. That's for damn sure. And we're going to be back with a final segment breaking down our Monday Night Football game with former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer Mr. Allen Dell, the Godfather, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the vaunted Atlanta Falcons at Raymond James Stadium. We'll be right back. Sports world, what is happening? Welcome back to the final segment of our NFL Quick Picks podcast here on Go Baller FFS. I am your host, Chris Dell, the Mad Journalist. You can find me at M-A-D-D Journalist. That's Mad Journalist with two Ds on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn if you are so inclined. Sitting here next to, next to Mr. Alan Dell, the godfather and former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer and columnist. Covered the Bucks for many, many years. 
through many different coaches, many different quarterbacks. So I'm going to let you take the reins on this game. Monday Night Football Special, we got the Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers holding it down in Tampa, Florida at Raymond James Stadium. The Falcons favored by six and a half points on the road. Open the week, actually, only four-point favorites in this game. The line has now moved to six and a half. So Falcons win by a touchdown, and they cover the spread. What do you see playing out in this one, Mr. Allendale? Well, I think you can throw the stats out in this game. I mean, the Bucks are out of it. The Falcons can actually win out. If they win out, they win their division. But it, the Bucks, it means a lot for them to play on Monday nights. They don't play that much. And to play at home on a Monday night really means a lot. I think they're going to come out with a... Herculean effort. Uh, I don't. The biggest question is, can Jameis Winston stay under control? He had three turnovers last week, two interceptions, a fumble. He hasn't played well. Forget about his injury. He's healthy now, and they got a lot of injuries on defense. Uh, and and the, the thing that bothers the Bucks most, they're last in the league in sacks. They only have 17 sacks. That is last. That's been one of their problems through the years. They have not developed defensive linemen very well at all. I think that's one of the reasons they have, they have just stayed in the, in the in the dungeon, so to speak. But on this night, if you're a professional betting man, you might want to stay away from this game because you just don't know how they're going to act. Uh, if, if Winston can stay away from the turnovers, they, they can pull this a win off here. They, they've broken Atlanta's hearts. They, they've been demolished by Atlanta, but they've also upset them more than a few times. I would not be surprised to see the Bucks win this game. I think they're going to put in an incredible effort. It depends on if their defense can can stay together on the field and overcome those injuries and if Winston doesn't turn the ball over. That All that being said, <laughs> I've got to go with Atlanta. I'm just not a Jameis Winston fan. I think he's an okay quarterback. Totally overrated. I'll, I'll go 34-24. The Falcons are going to win. Alright, so Falcons win and cover the spread for you. And, and Gerald McCoy as of a few hours before this recording and this podcast has been ruled out uh, well, for the game. That's going to hurt them terribly. That's well, their best defensive line. Right. Best defensive it, player, period. Yeah, we're maybe best player on both sides of the ball for the Buccaneers. I, I think with the Falcons, we talked about this before the podcast, is that this is a must-win game for them because their last two games of the season after this are against the Saints and the Panthers, two very tough division games. So for a team, I don't know who made the schedule here and who doesn't like the Atlanta Falcons, but scheduling three straight division games to end the season is tough no matter who's in your division, especially when you got two teams like New Orleans and Carolina to play against. And those those are both games, I believe, that... What are, are they on the road for the Atlanta well, Falcons? They're at Carolina. Yeah, they're at Carolina now, going at Tampa Bay. So the Falcons are going to have a tough road to squeeze into these playoffs here. If they're lucky, no, this is actually no. They're at they're at the New Orleans Saints next week, and then the last game they're home against the Panthers. But they necessarily haven't been playing all that great at home this year, anyway. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out for the Atlanta. I think they've got enough. I don't think they got enough to cover the spread. Going to what you were saying, I, I think that the Bucks keep it close. I think that they play inspired football. I think Winston maybe gets up and gets focused for this game. He's always been good playing under those bright lights, so to speak. And you look at the Atlanta Falcons, they're a better team on the road than they've been at home. They're 4-2 and two on the road this year. They're 4-3 and three at home in the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So with all that said... Give me Atlanta 23, Bucks 17. I think both offenses struggle in this game, just like they have done consistently all year long. So the Falcons win the game, but one point less than covering the spread. So if you're going to put money on this one, I say go with the Bucks with the inspired home team. Nothing to lose in this game. Atlanta, a lot to lose in this game. What are your final thoughts yeah, about wrapping Doug, this up? Doug uh, Cutter. Is a, Dirt Cutter. Dirt Cutter, excuse me. It won't matter what his name is. Uh, 
In about two more weeks, I think he's going to get fired if he wins some of these games. Maybe, maybe he can hold on to his job. It, it doesn't seem that way. And the Glazers, unless they stop firing coaches every two years, I mean, this will be the third in a row for them. Uh, of course, they should have celebrated when they got rid of Greg Schiano, but yeah, Schiano loved. So are, are already Smith and uh, now Cutter. So, so Dirk Cutter, you're already forgetting the man's name because he's that close to being that far out of town in Tampa Bay. Bring Lovey back. Hey man, we'll we'll see what happens. Jay, bring bring Chucky back. John Gruden. He's going to be honored that night. Peace out, folks.